Welcome to The After Chat. Real questions, real talk, real life. Well, hey there, and welcome to the After Chat. I'm your host, Stuart Brent. I'm here with my co-host, Ellis Hobson. And our guests today are Lindsey Stokes, Tanner Iglio, and Madison Lloyd. We're just so glad that you all are here today. And we're especially grateful that you're joining us from wherever you're watching or listening from today. Because we're going to be talking about something that I know has affected just about every single person I know. It's affected me ever since I was a small child, maybe even a baby before I even had a memory because my mom has shared before that I wasn't a very content baby, um, probably more than I care for her to share, but she has. <laughs> but before we start talking about contentment, I just want to know, was there something when you were a child that you had to have that your life wouldn't be complete unless you had this thing? And how'd that work out for you? I'd say for me, I had to have my shoes just right <laughs> and my hair on point. <laughs> had had the shoes pulled super tight, the laces exactly where I needed them. Um, my hair had to be slick back on the sides uh -huh. with a nice big poof and the bow to go. Big hair, huh? If I, if I felt like I was looking good, I was content. You were content. <laughs> Not all the hair, Stuart, just the Just, just the, the front. Poof. Just yeah, the front. Slick, I got but you. Yeah, uh -huh. I got yeah. you. I, it was pretty easy for me to be discontent, I would say. Like, you know, any jacket that had any sort of like scrunchy sleeves or something, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't want them touching my wrists, mm -hmm. zippers, buttons, long pant legs, couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But you've overcome. Yeah, not only have I overcome, I'm wearing something with a zipper, but also <laughs> scrunches. <laughs> and we're grateful yeah, too. You know what they really call this, story? They call this immersion therapy. Immersion therapy, okay. It works, people. That's a topic for another I feel like y'all went super specific. I, I guess I'm just not that deep. I just wanted an Xbox. Okay. Like that's, that's my, yeah. I played my friend's Xboxes, like my cousin, whoever had one. I didn't get my own until college. So, so, so it never worked out for you. You just wanted your whole childhood. All I guess. College. Yeah. I guess that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's kind of how I went. So, so Ellis was discontent until college. Yeah. It only, Xbox, you know, when it comes to that. it only hurts when I think about it. It's <laughs> right. only, only when somebody brings it up. Right? <laughs> that's awesome. I really wanted for a long time an easy bake oven. Mm. I had to earn oh. it with good behavior. Mm. And it took a long time. It took a long, <laughs> <Were you laughs> a long time. You were just a bad child. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just curious. At what age did you get the Easy Bake Oven? I mean, did you just get like, it? I think I was like seven. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I had to like go through a year straight of like doing all my chores. My parents were real serious about like earning. No doubt. Earning your yeah. your reward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got it, right? Yeah. You got the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah. So, like days without incident. Did you have a board on the on the I wall? I literally or did. Stick <laughs> <laughs> it was like a dry erase board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you got your easy pick going. I'm <laughs> sure you are too. Well, hey, in uh, one of Pastor Brian's recent messages, he shared with us what being discontent looks like for the Christ follower. So I just want to take a couple minutes, watch this clip from his message, and we're going to come back here and talk about that. Paul, the Apostle Paul, the great church planter and the follower of Jesus, he one time actually had it all. 
And from a human perspective, the guy had an amazing resume and a super impressive balance sheet. He was educated in the highest institutions. He had degrees to prove his pedigree. He had achieved prestige and power in his career. He was wealthy by anybody's calculation. Paul chased after life the way that many of us do. But while his achievements and his possessions and his wealth piled up, the void inside of him also grew. One day he met Jesus, and it changed everything for him. And he realized that he was chasing after the wrong things, not because they were bad in and of themselves, but because of the lie that they would bring him the one thing he sought, contentment, peace in his soul. Well, hey, can you all relate to what he just shared? Yeah, absolutely. What does that contentment look like for you all? Or that discontentment that he mm -hmm. talked about? Yeah. I know when I, particularly like when I got into high school and in, into college, and now that was a long time ago, believe it or not, with this baby face shows. <laughs> but uh, right. it, I spent a lot of time really worrying about trying to, you know, gain, I guess, recognition, popularity, whatever word you want to use, you mm -hmm. know, approval of my peers and things like that. And it not only was always shallow for me in terms of that pursuit, but it really started to, it became even something even worse for me because it started to pollute the way that I treated people and the way mm. I viewed my friends. And I started to look at new relationships with people as in like, you know, how much, how much of this thing that I'm chasing is this going to bring me? Like how much mm. recognition am I going to get because I know this person or, you know, on the other end, like, I don't really know if I want to be around this person because, you know, they're not going to raise my cool factor, whatever you want to call it. And it really started to, it started to poison a lot of my relationships. So it was even worse than just, just for myself, you know, cause I started hurting others as well. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. So were you able to like overcome that? I mean, what, what changed in you to overcome that? Yeah. Uh, you, I learned a pretty hard lesson that if you really ask God, you know, to, to break your heart, as we've talked about in the mm, past, or yeah. just any of those things, if you ask him to Ask him to humble you, however you want to put it. Ask him to bring bring you where he needs you to be, mm -hmm. and then he does it. <laughs> it can be a pretty uh, less than pleasant process. Um, but you know where I exist now uh, is so much more whole and full, and with so many great relationships in my life that mm -hmm. uh, that he's put in front of me. Now that I feel like I can actually, and I feel like he actually feels like I can maintain them well in the way that those people deserve. So. Well, I definitely didn't know you back then, yeah. like you're talking about. I've just known you for a few years, Tanner, and I would have never thought that about you because the way that you treat people now and the way that I see you interact with folks is just amazing. It really is. So. I think uh, when I think about like the period of my life where I was most discontent, so I, I, I didn't grow up in church, as I've mentioned a few times, mm, right. um, but I went to school to be a sports writer, um, and I wrote articles for high school sports for a couple of years, um, and then it didn't, it didn't pan out the way I hoped is the short version. Um, and I remember being very discontent when that kind of all broke apart. Uh, cause I, you know, that I, that's what I wanted so mm -hmm. badly. And I had invested so much time and energy into, and, um, not only when coming to the realization, it didn't work out but for a period of time after where I was like searching for something else, but also like, man, I can't believe this didn't work out after all this time and energy. So. Um, yeah, and you know, in a lot of ways with where my life is now and what I'm doing, I, I have a lot less material things than I did back then. 
but I'm much more content with what I have now and at peace with what I have now than I did back then. So, right. hmm. Hmm. so your discontentment stemmed out of like a lot of people that ambition of yeah. doing something else for sure. To, wow. Yeah. I think for me, I, I chased success for a long time. got the degrees, had an awesome job, climbed the ladder, hit the ceiling. And then it didn't feel like enough anymore. Mm. You know, and that was the period of time when I was starting to have kids and realized that they were the center of it. And what I thought was bringing me joy and contentment and, you know, climb the ladder really wasn't mm -hmm. anymore. And I became more discontent and I felt more friction in my life than I've ever felt before. Do you mind sharing that, that ladder that you were climbing? Cause you know, we, haven't known each other very long. I'd like to know, you know, what, what ladder were you climbing? What were you chasing? Well, I went to school for 26 years straight. 26 years. Believe it or not. Lost me already. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the journey, but you know, I, I went through school. I you know, got my, I went, got my bachelor's, my master's, my doctorate, climbed through research, was teaching at a higher education institution, became a tenured professor. I did it. I, I jumped through all the hoops. I checked the boxes. And then I felt empty mm -hmm. and friction and off balance. And you look at it on paper, you know, with awesome job, and people would say, well, why? You, you've done it. And I wasn't content. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to pray the bold prayers of, all right, what are you trying to teach me? Mm. What am I supposed to get out of this? How do I, how do I get balance in my life? Teach me, show me, I'm, I'm ready. And it brought more discontentment. And it just revealed all the, the brokenness that was there that needed to be fixed mm -hmm. in order for me to feel a balance and feel whole and calm and feel that sense of joy. So you had two bouts of discontentment, then one to pursue all that success, and then one after you started praying to change. Yeah. Right to, to wow, change. yeah, change and to grieve that I worked so hard for all of this, and that wasn't what I maybe needed or or wanted anymore. Yeah, mm -hmm. after you spent all those years going after it. Yeah, how did um, the people in your life react to the decision to kind of make such a change, and did it did it help you or hurt you uh, deal with the discontent that came out of that? So my husband knew because. He was the one I confided in the whole time of just the, the angst I was feeling about all of it. But everyone on the outside was shocked. Mm -hmm. um, and when I revealed that it was time for me to step away and I didn't know what was next. But I was okay with not knowing what was next because all that discontentment and just praying for balance and peace, I finally had an unexplained peace mm. that it was okay to walk away. And it threw everybody for a loop. Absolutely for a loop. Wow. Can you all relate to that? To what she was talking about that? I feel like I went into facing my discontentment kind of kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that I, I kind of picture as as a similar situation but still completely different. I was in a relationship that I was really wanting to, to make work and I was living off of 
his opinion of me mm. as like my my source of who I thought I was. And so I felt like I was kind of like a bottomless pit for attention from this one specific person. And I remember like realizing that things were just kind of in a downward, like super downward spiral. And I remember praying like, God, if he's not the right one for me, just take him away. And boy, like it went quick. <laughs> and I was not prepared to deal with the ramifications of be, like being able to pray that and face the consequences. And um, it's the the path that kind of led me to really reconnect with who I am, who I wanted to be. And eventually it was the catalyst that kind of brought me to being here at, at PCC and, and starting a career in ministry. Right, right. And so is that career ministry, has that really helped you stay centered in your discontent or your contentment? You know, does it, do you find another sense of contentment there? I think it's, I think it's a constant reason to check in with, am, am I content in the right things? Mm. Am I content because I am doing my job as best as I can, or am I content because I know that I am doing what God has called me to do? Um, so it's not the solution, but it's a great reason to stay in touch with myself. Right. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I know that, Ellis, you said not long ago in one of the episodes uh, about comfort and how comfort, you know, can compel us to inaction. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel that way sometimes about contentment, too, mm -hmm. kind of like what you're saying, keeping that in check, because, yeah. man, when we feel content, mm -hmm. I know for me personally, I can feel like, well, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sit right here in this contentment yep. for a while, you know, yeah. so. Stuart, you felt some discontent that eventually led us to be sitting here. To be sitting right here. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And that's, you know, um, this is pretty dear to me, too. Um, the last podcast, we talked about that. Um, and that's why I was really seeking God to hear his voice, to expand influence. And it, it all was spurred out of a discontentment that I had inside of me to do something else, to reach more people for him. To, mm -hmm. to, to, it's like, God, what do you want me to do? And it was this, um, it's the first time I ever heard the phrase holy discontentment, mm -hmm. holy discontentment that I had to um, really pursue him. And mm -hmm. out of that discontentment, we're here now. And I still, uh, I think you know me well enough to know that I don't ever really feel content. It's like, we gotta keep pushing, <laughs> you know, we gotta keep pushing. But I really feel that, like you, it keeps it in check. It keeps yeah. it in check. What What is my motive yeah. for that discontentment and, and pushing forward? So, mm. um, yeah. But how about you? I mean, do you feel that discontentment? I know that we had a conversation about that same time where you were looking to expand. We didn't even know that. We were in two separate conversations. And Yeah, you know, that's true. I, I felt like uh, God was telling me to clear some time in my schedule and create some bandwidth. But uh, it was something that unfolded over the period of many months and mm -hmm. I didn't know why. And that was really frustrating at the time. Um, and I was like what, am, like, what am I doing this for? I could be using this to do something else. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that this would come along and be sitting here doing like this along with some other things that have fallen into place in my life. So um, it was the, the period of discontentment really has turned into something amazing and something right. I am really at peace with and excited about. So it's pretty cool. It really is. It really is. So Lindsay, I was just curious. Um, I, I know that as you made that shift from, you know, chasing the career and mm -hmm. all that that had into your, you know, more, sounds like a more peaceful life. Now, do you find yourself 
discontent about anything as far as, you know, serving God or, you know, following his call there? No, I feel like I have more bandwidth or time mm -hmm. or space within myself to explore opportunities, to be here yeah. tonight, you know, to volunteer more at our local campus of Farmville, whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> you know, to, to make myself more available because that was one of the things that I was missing out on. And I felt that and it hurt. Um, and who knew that all the, the grief and the step, stepping away from that career would allow me to be more fulfilled and more content with mm -hmm. exploring more opportunities where I can be more involved in, and live out the Christian life that I've wanted for so long, mm -hmm. that I've desired, but felt like was being squeezed um, mm -hmm. for reasons I, I didn't know. Tanner, I know you, you have a story of uh, feeling some discontentment professionally and kind of where it led you that is pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, I felt like I was called into ministry back when I was still in high school, but uh, it took about a decade for it to really fall in fully in place because, you know, uh, life happens and we make our own decisions and we live and live with those consequences and God can still make beautiful things out of them. But um, so that, that's definitely a long story. But the closest up to where I am now, I, I also was working uh, like a high high powered corporate job with lots of room for uh, upward movement and, you know, a, a, a very nice financial future and all those things. But um, I remember there was one specific day where we were just working these insane hours, you know, mm. and um, what, what was interesting about it is when it goes on to the whole contentment thing is I told, I told the people that hired me in my interview, I said, I just want to let you know, I know this, I know this, the kind of demand that comes along with this job, but I just want to let you know, quote, this may be dumb to say in an interview, but if it comes between <laughs> my job and my marriage and my faith, I'm always going to pick my marriage and my faith over my job. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting the job anyway, but then fast forward about a year and I find myself working these crazy hours and I'm looking across at my wife because this was right during when COVID was happening. So, mm. you know, work and home, they all <laughs> blended. And so it felt like nothing else existed. I was just working and I was sitting across from my wife and I was like, hey, I was on my computer. It was like 8 p.m. And I was like, have I asked you how your day was yet? And she was like, no, that's okay. I know you're busy. And and she's very gracious. My wife is mm. incredible. But I was like, and you know, in here, I was like, that's not okay. And that's mm. not what I said I was going to stand for. And then, um, you know, Elijah, one of our pastors here, he's one of my very close friends. And he called me one day, literally just out of the blue to be like, hey, man, how are you? Haven't heard from you in a while. Mm. Sit on my computer. And I was on like 17 hours straight of working at this particular instance. And I literally just started sobbing. I'm like, you know, I'm just like a grown man sitting here at my job. I'm just crying. I'm crying. And and it was just because who I was and the core of who God had made me to be was broken. And it's not because there weren't good things about my job or it's not because God wasn't moving in my life. It was mm -hmm. because I had started to place my own ambitions and what I was trying to stay to success above it. And I really started to ask God to lead me where he was going to. And, you know, I, if you get to know me well enough, you know enough of my stories. I, I always tell people I've heard God speak to me twice in my life ever, like right. in I guess how people would normally picture God in the movies, like, this is what I need for you to do. And uh, he called me into ministry um, right around that time. And it, it just started, the discontent that you were talking about, the mm -hmm. holy, holy discontentment right there, it started filling me because I, I felt like nothing I was doing, even if I was succeeding on the, at the utmost level at this thing, it was never going to fill even a little success in where God was actually mm -hmm. calling me. And so, you know, then it comes around where it's like, hey, you know, 
you want to come work in ministry and this is what the pay discrepancy would be. This is what your life will look like. And, you know, Molly, my wife, she was hundred percent on board and it was just like, this is what I need to do. And, and what's crazy about that is as I find contentment in where God has led me, all of these other things, not only do they, do they matter less and create less discontentment than you think they would, but as you follow God deeper and deeper, he opens up new avenues that you never thought of that would right. make you content in ways that round you out and make you even more whole than you thought you could be based on these other successes. Wow. That's so. incredible. That's incredible. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because, um, you know, I've had a, another career besides ministry yeah. um, going on 25 years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I applauded you when when you made that decision to step away from that and to go you know, head first in the ministry like that. And I know God is just blessing you and, and having that contentment inside of, inside of you now. Um, you know, I didn't do that. I haven't stepped away. And I'm not saying that I love my job that much. You know, there's probably some discontentment there, but it's they're, just- a, They're watching. They're, they're watching. <laughs> they're listening. <laughs> but, but, it, but you're right, you're right. But it, it really is amazing though, how God can use us in different stages of life yeah. and give us that contentment or that holy, discontentment to move us around for for his purposes what he's called us to do yeah. well hey for those of you watching or listening wherever you are right now it is our hope that if you are feeling discontent that maybe god has a plan for your restlessness mm-hmm. you know maybe he wants to do something amazing with that through you because i think we all know sitting here right now that that peace and that contentment that we're searching for can be found by living the life that God wants for us. And that is our hope for you. I wanna encourage you that if you wanna check out Brian's full message, you can do that by clicking the link in our description or just searching Past Community Church um, at YouTube. I hope that you'll do that. Hope you'll come back next week. We'll be talking about something that has affected uh, my family. It may affect you and someone that you love as well as is that prevalent. So come back for a real talk next week. We'll see you there at the after chat. Thanks for joining us for The After Chat. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To be the first to hear our next episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and get notifications for new content. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at PCC Wired and Facebook at Passion Community Church. For additional resources and links, check out the description. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on The After Chat.